dormant? It's starting again. Frank and Darren back again, the Slaughterland Movie Podcast. And this time, we're doing the best and worst of Psych of Two because we got enthralled to do this one because we watched Psycho and everybody seemed to love the original. So why not do the sequel, right, Darren? It's a good movie, the sequel. Because the sequel's good, you know? <laughs> it's, it's just it. <laughs> it is good. It, it's great. It's surprising how good it is. You know, I, I watched it. I think I saw it on the telly when it first came out years ago. And then I I watched it a number of times. And I haven't watched it for a little while. And watched it today. And I watched it over two days, unfortunately. But I was surprised at how good it was. I was really surprised. And there's some great little effects in there as well. Some nice little... Uh, I mean, it's early 80s, so it's kind of mm-hmm. around the time of that slasher. So it's kind of... It's considerably more violent and in your face i guess than hitchcock's original but it's it stays the right side of 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 being classy i guess doesn't Mm -hmm. it um it doesn't go too far with the gore the gore's minimal um but it's effective i think it's really good so let's look at who we have for cast and crew. We have, of course, the great Anthony Perkins, uh, starring back as Norman Bates, who was originally going to be Christopher Walken. If Play, uh, Playing Norman? Playing Norman, yeah. If oh, they really? didn't get Anthony. Uh, could you imagine it? You know, I thought, I, I can't even do is it. I can't even do it. I, I sound like Shatner there for a minute. I thought I saw Mother up at the... <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine him though? Because he was he'll be coming off of. Uh, I mean, when was Dead Zone? Dead Zone was eighty something, right? Eighty one, four or something like that. Something I like think, that, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he would have so, fit around the same age, but the look, nah. Anthony Perkins is just way more of more dashing, and yeah. more of this boy next door. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, Vera Mills, uh, mm-hmm. Miles coming back as is it Vera Miles? Miles, Miles coming back as Lia. Lyle, 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 Crocodile, Lila, Lila, Lyle, I can't shit, Dan, with all these L's and shit. So let me get this right. So she's ended up shacking up with her sister's Sam Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> this one. Yeah. Lila. Ended up I got it. Off with a, a, a dead sister's boyfriend. Well, she's, when in Rome. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was well, either that know. or go with Mrs. Bates. But uh, Mrs. Bates was a little <laughs> bit more stiff, so maybe, uh, <laughs> so maybe she picked the wrong choice going with Sam Loomis. Um, and then you also have um, Dean Cundy, who did the Very great uh, DP work, and yeah. you have Tom Holland, who wrote this, which mm-hmm. is from Fright Night and uh, Child's Play fame. And That's then, correct. of course, you have Richard Franklin directing, who was yeah. Alfred Hitchcock's assistant. Mm-hmm. So he had the Hitchconian eye, as they say, to to Hockian. see what whatever Hitchcockian, <laughs> Hitchcockian. He hitched the cock with all this uh, <laughs> Psycho Two shit. Um, yeah, but you and I, on a serious note, we have this love affair with this movie, don't we? Mm. It's just, it's, yeah. How do you go from such a legendary movie 
and a cinematic marvel and something that's been preserved for everyone to see and has been studied more probably than any other movie to this movie. It's so hard even after 22 years to try to do a sequel, but I think they actually did it. They actually, it actually works. And and I think a lot of people automatically assumed that it was going to fail as well, didn't they? They were just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, this isn't going to work. People were sort of, you know, pushing it aside even before it had been released and were ready. They were getting the knives out, ready to kind of uh, slaughter this film. And then when it came out, everybody was like, oh, actually, it's not too bad. It was never going to live up to the original. It was never going to be as good as the original, but it's a kind of respectable sequel and surprised a lot of people. And no music, no original music in it. No. And we were talking beforehand that it's probably From the Psycho best One, I mean. Exactly, yeah. They, they, it didn't use the Bernard Herrmann score at all. And it was probably the best decision to make because, you know, it it stands on its own a lot a lot better without that that score in the background. And Jerry Goldsmith's score in this is perfectly decent you know it works really well you and i can talk about this movie forever it it could be studied uh, but it's it's one of those movies that what happens if you poke the bear too much yeah oh there's lots of those moments isn't there yeah yeah and one of them is actually my best moment but let's talk about uh our best and worst choices now our best character and for you i i have one i have one only but for you who's your best character well, the obvious one is Norman, isn't it? So I yeah. kind of put him aside. You know, he's terrific in this film. He makes this film. Um, if we'd have had, uh, what's his face, Christopher Walken in this, it wouldn't have been anywhere near the same as this because, you know, Anthony Perkins is a type of actor that you can't take your eyes off of. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they did a great job of really making you feel for him in this film. Like, you care about him. Like, when he's in these situations, the weird thing is happening, whereas you know that he's been, as you said, they're poking the bear. You know, there's that conversation between Vera Miles and her daughter, sorry, Lila Loomis and her daughter, about what they're doing, what they're trying to do. And so you're starting to feel for him. And then there's this doubt that you, period of doubt that you go through as to, actually, is it him? Um, But then when it all comes out in the wash, you're like, the poor bastard, you know? Look what look what they've done to him, um, but I would I would say that my favorite pushing Norman aside, my favorite is um, Doctor Raymond, mm-hmm. Robert Legere. Um amazing American character actor. Loved him in Scarface, Jagged Edge, Big, Independence Day. He's always one of these um, uh, actors who's got a real presence on screen, no matter what movie he's in. It's like. He's on screen and he and you know he's on screen. Whether he's a quivering mess in Scarface or whether he's, you know, the uh, Glenn Close's uh, attorney buddy in, uh, or was he a private detective? I can't remember what he was in Jagged Edge. But great role in that as well. And in this, he's a really welcome addition to the cast and really slots in with them all well. And, and Or he could be a great uh, mob vampire. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Was it uh, was it Vampire in Brooklyn or something? No, no. Oh, it was the it was the John Landis vampire movie. Oh, uh, Innocent Blood. That innocent was Blood. Innocent that was blood. it. Nah, same thing. <laughs> yeah, it, Vampire in Brooklyn was John Landis, wasn't it? It was. No, it's Wes Craven. Whatever. Get them two mixed up. 
Yeah, same thing again. One's alive. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, innocent blood. I love innocent blood, and I rob and I love Robert in that. And I do have to agree with you. The Anthony Perkins as as Norman Bates is the obvious choice, but Robert. I never seen Robert so calm in a movie. Except for this one, because he's playing a doctor. He's playing Norman's psychiatrist. Would you have loved to have Donald Pleasance coming in and trying to go after Norman and curing Norman? And his name is Sam Loomis. That would be <laughs> fantastic. Talk about the crossing, uh, you know, crossing the streams. Uh, that'd be so great. No, don't let him out. He's psycho. He had sex with his mother. <laughs> you know, he kept us stiff and. Oh, he's a taxidermist. I listen to, listen to Mrs. Loomis over here. She, my name's Loomis. <laughs> listen to us, Loomises. Um, uh, yeah, but I do. Uh, I do agree with you. Robert is the best thing over here, and um, and then we can't forget we have Dennis Franz uh, in here as well. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, he's not. He, he's not. He's not NYPD blue yet. Well, uh, is this still Dennis Franz? Is just a bit like one of those kind of actors that always makes me kind of gives me the creeps all the time. Well, he has pictures of people just, in his van. Well, he might have that, but he also <laughs> looks like he really stinks in, in everything he's in. <laughs> I know he's a good actor, but yeah. he's from that kind of. He's cut from the same mold as. But young and John Belushi, <laughs> someone sitting there, you know, I could imagine just Dennis Franz just sat at home in a wife beater, you know, eating beans out of a can and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, with <laughs> and yeah, he's probably the most sophisticated person here. <laughs> well, somebody who described Burt Young once, and I can't remember who it was, Burt Young, and I, I class Dennis Franz in the same way. And I'm sorry for all you Dennis Franz fans out there because I do what actually like him. In, I do, I do actually like him in stuff, but there's just something about him that makes me go. <laughs> Someone described Burt Young, Burt Young one time as looking like a meatball that's been dropped in an ashtray, and I get, I, I get that feeling from from Dennis France as well. It's a kind of you know, this is a bit sort of greasy and slimy, and you know, always plays these kind of sleazy roles. Even in Die Hard too, he was kind of a sleazy cop, got on your nerves with everything he said. Uh, but no, good actor. I do get it. But in this, he's kind of a little bit wasted, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, he gets his just desserts, as they say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Worst character. You're going to hate me for this. Go ahead. Vera Miles. Oh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, are you listening? <laughs> Lila Loomis in this is... Oh. I Look, I, I love the fact that they brought her back, but... She's got a very old school style of acting that's almost a little bit kind of soap opera-y. It's one of these kind of... Everything she does is she kind of stomps on the set, says her piece, and then stomps out again. And since he is no that longer... in just he legal has hocus right pocus. To his own life and when he murders are. again, you will be directly responsible. And it was a real kind of classic... 50s, 60s style of acting that she still has in this film. And it doesn't fit with quality actors that are around her, like Robert Legier. Um, and even, you know, uh, Anthony oh, Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Anthony Perkins as well. But um, but yeah, I, I just think that it was nice of her to come back, but I, I felt uncomfortable with her on screen. 
it was she's stuck almost in the, like she's stuck in the golden age you think she is stuck in the golden age and i, I it was almost like her it, she's too classically trained for 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 an 80s movie i think and i think she did re, i mean she's amazing in the original psycho but she slots in nicely with the kind of era and the feel mm-hmm. um but in this times had moved on and she was still kind of doing that sort of um she was acting very obviously acting in this which kind of got on my fucking nerves a little bit. <laughs> Ooh. I, I know she's know a legend. That. I know she's a legend. Still I know with that us. She's classic. Is she really? She's still with us. Oh, I hope she's not watching this. Darren. I still like her in Psycho. Richard Donner, right? Remember what happened. <laughs> if anything happens to her, <laughs> I'll never forgive you. <laughs> Go on. What's your worst Speaking character? Speaking of which, in honor of uh, Carol there. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Apple's own, you know, eat your slop, you big dildo. Oh, that was really <laughs> sad. It was like, yeah. People were doing episodes on her. I noticed the other day. An epi- well, they didn't do it when she was alive. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just used to laugh and take the piss out of her when she was alive. Yeah. Now she's gone. They're all, they're, everyone's in tears. <laughs> you don't know what you have until it's gone, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. I at least made a exactly. shirt for her when she was alive. You did. Did you did you wear that on our Friday the Thirteenth Part Five episode? I did. Yeah, yeah. It says um, uh, Ethel's best slop. best goddamn stew. You big di- dildo, eat your slop. And it says now with more crushed tomatoes, hand crushed tomatoes, and spit. <laughs> <laughs> you had that made. I had that made. Jesus. Look <laughs> at <laughs> you couturing my fashion, uh, critiquing my fashion sense. Uh, my worst character, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, which is fine because I hate her, is the waitress. I think her name is Myra or Mira. Myrna, this is Norman Bates. That's Myrna Norman. Myrna? Okay. She's the, the one that always just gi- refuses to speak to Norman. Yeah, and gives attitude okay. everywhere. And I'm like, you bitch. You bitch. She, she, I think she thinks she's the workhorse. She's overworked. That diner, uh, for, uh, when she's at Mrs., uh, Mr. Sadler's uh, diner, there's got to be only like two seats in that damn place. Yeah. In all counter space. Yeah. And it also looks like the diner out of Superman 2 as well. Mm. It looks just like it. You know the one where Clark Kent gets beaten up? Yep, and comes back it with looks his revenge. Just, yeah, it looks just like it. And uh, I, I think, would you trust a diner in the middle of nowhere? Our, our country's too saturated like that. We don't oh. sort of <laughs> add that sort of thing. You know, there's not enough room to do diners in the middle of nowhere. There, I guess there are maybe, but I wouldn't go to one. Why would you go to one? You, yeah. Unless you're on a long journey or something. Best fish and chips. Best fish they, and chips. They all say that, don't they? They all say that. Rated <laughs> great, you know, for... And, 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 Fish delicious around the corner from me. If anybody is delicious, fish delicious. <laughs> well, we have we have a few. We have one called the Cod Father, and we have um, Oh My Cod as well, which is around the corner from me. No uh, Long John Silvers or Red Lobster. No. Okay. That's, that's, <laughs> no. Who? Yeah. <laughs> Fast food, fish and chips. <laughs> uh, yeah, but she's uh, she has an attitude. She's in part three where she's a little bit better. Um, you can know she's only working for tips, and there's not even one man in that place you can get a tip from. That's how uh, that's how pissed off she is, um, and angry, um, and always taking the piss. Do you still work here? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, can I have my orders, please? I did all your tables. Where have you been? Okay, enough, enough. Get laid somewhere. Mr. Sadler, take care of this. Put Mr. Put Mrs. Spool in there with you, too. Come on. Get laid somewhere. Yeah. yeah God. Um, okay, your, your best line. Best line in this is, is the moment... And it, there's lots of good lines in this, but it's not necessarily the line. It's what the line triggers. Um, and it's it's the moment where she first comes home with Norman. And um, he's like... It's my they, grandma's they, fudge. <laughs> no, they got oh. that sandwich and she wants to cut it in half. And um, she turns around and says, people, people usually leave something, if, even if it's an old butter knife... Um, and then she pulls this huge carving knife out <laughs> of the drawer to cut this sandwich. And it's... It's like it's, the sword in the it, stone she pulls it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's his face as he looks at the knife and looks at what she's doing. And you think, oh, my God, what is this triggering, you know? Um, and obviously, then we learn afterwards that she's kind of doing this sort of thing on purpose. But, um, yeah, it was just that line and the scene that it triggered, um, which I really enjoyed, just because it's kind of the first time that you see, you start to have any sort of doubt about him. Mm-hmm. That, was, that, was, that was a funny part because uh, he saw the, uh, when he saw that knife, he closed it up really quick. And when she said, you know, people just leave even an old butter knife. Before that, he goes, I just moved in and, and uh, I couldn't find any cutlery. <laughs> he was just he, he didn't want to think of knives no exactly. but why is it in that drawer with all that rusty gunk that's in there well it's just been left doesn't it for 22 years so. oh, you know, that kitchen is so out of date you ever look around it and just be like what the hell is that it you would know. be. It's 22 years old. It's probably fucking layers of dust on everything and all sorts of things. There's spiders everywhere and all sorts of bloody jaspers and creepy crawlies that you have out in the US. Yeah, Ooh, it's going to be a- Black widows. <laughs> <laughs> Snakes in the pipes. Didn't you not think that he got, he got kind of released really easily? And it was just like, you know, it was like a parking fine. No, but I mean, like, the, the procedure in court was just like a parking fine or something. Okay, you're released. <laughs> Next case, yeah. and the guy comes in like in a jumpsuit. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised because in there, the, the judge is like, "Okay, next insane wacko, we're gonna let go." Okay, this guy, ladies and gentlemen, he uh, he fucks a lot of cows on the countryside, and he killed his mother. Um, you know, well, I think he'd be good working uh, as a as a milkmaid, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, your honor, let him go. You know, just just let him go. He's letting that 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 judge is letting everybody go. Just yeah. letting it. And the yeah. district attorney's like, Your Honor, I, I told Mrs. Lewis that her complaint doesn't have anything to do on these proceedings. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, he's just like, I don't care. I don't care. Next, yeah. wacko. Next. Break him. Next. <laughs> Let him go. He's fine. Sounds like our New York. Um, yeah. uh, my best line is uh, I don't kill anybody anymore. I don't kill people anymore, remember? Mm. I yeah. love that line. There's other lines in there, but it forms into my best moment. But yeah, when somebody says that, you know, um, he was very upfront with Mary, what he did. Yeah. Very upfront. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's the only way to be, isn't it? And that was, that was probably, he has to own it, doesn't he? He has to, he did it, but it was on the grounds of insanity. So he has to, you know, he's been taught over the years that he needs to own this situation if he's mm-hmm. going to recover from it. So, yeah. and, 
Apparently, Dr. Raymond did a great job. Aren't you glad that other doctor didn't come back for this movie? I mean, he's probably dead. Oh, I but... was going to say that. <laughs> Would he be dead? Can you I imagine so. if he came back? This film would be about three hours long. <laughs> Explain so tell me why scene. he's. So tell me why he's uh, not insane. Well, the mother part of him has gone. <laughs> the Norm part stays. Norman comes back in as mama as mama goes. Stay, go, go, stay. <laughs> the judge is like, I'll just release him get and get the it. fuck get the fuck out. Saw it off, and it, uh, we'll let him go just to get you out of here. <laughs> um, worst line. Worst line is, "You smell good. What of? You smell of toasted cheese sandwich my mother used to make." Oh, Darren, really? I, I, I told this girl she smells of toasted cheese. <laughs> it's barely a compliment, is it? Well, he couldn't say Vagisil. <laughs> <laughs> what do I smell like? Vagisil. Oh, what sorry, is it, toasted Ronnie cheese. <laughs> what is it Ronnie says around now? Edit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, he was that close to her, right? You know, <laughs> you just shat on one of my best moments, but hey, you know what? That's fine. Well, you didn't know. You're okay. okay. Um, yeah, it's not kind of the most romantic thing. No. Is there is there um, perfume like that? Toasted cheese. Um, eau de fromage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> eau de fromage. Le sands. Le sandwich. Le sandwich. Eau de fromage. Eau de, eau de. Oh, the sandwich du, du fromage. <laughs> <laughs> when you want the smell of toasted cheese sandwiches, but not the effort of cooking. Or what we say in America, grilled cheese. Because that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Damn it. Well, there could be, it could be different, right? You can just toast whatever. I don't, yeah, who no, has toasted cheese sandwiches? Let's move on. It's a cooking show, for Christ's sakes. Here we go. Um, Hello. Uh, my worst line is uh, I believe he was turning into what they call an adult motel Mm. because he's (laughs) he's on about old uh, meatball of the ashtray yeah Mr. Toomey was uh, he's like people come here stay a few hours party have a good time and leave the kind that makes money that's a good impression do you know what um, hey you can't fire me (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, there's a bit in Die Hard 2 where Bruce Willis gives him a load of mouth and he just turns around and goes, hey, you can't talk to me like that. <laughs> hey, it's Christmas. <laughs> My brother Vito. Merry <laughs> <Jimmy> Christmas. <laughs> What'd you see? Um, yeah, because uh, I think because he, he was so innocent. He doesn't know what an adult motel is. It's something that his mother didn't ever want him to be part of, or the, mm-hmm. the establishment was never meant for that. It was meant for travelers. Yeah. And yeah. an adult motel, I mean, Darren, let's all be honest. What are really motels used for? Not hotels, <laughs> motels for sex and drugs. That's all it's used for. That's the only way to make money. The first time I came to America, which Don't was... Don't tell me you stayed at a Best Western it, or something. No, no, I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I stayed in a... Um, on Staten Island. 
Ooh. Um, uh, in a motel. Um, and we checked in and it was like, oh dear, this is a bit grimy. Um, it was somebody that lived over there that, that, that picked it for us. And we were on a budget. We couldn't stay on Manhattan, even though most of the time we spent our time in Manhattan. We stayed on Staten Island, stayed in this motel. <laughs> and one of my mates who lives in New York came to meet us the next day and went, what the fuck are you guys staying here for? This place has got a fucking hourly rate. <laughs> <laughs> It was, was he, a, the pits. It, was he was he British? Your your friend? No, he was over. American. Oh, was so American. did he have the Staten Island accent? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> like the next morning, I remember like loads of people arguing in the next room, and like people were sticking their heads out of the what, like joyride the window. It was like you know the <laughs> you know the start of um oh not the start but coming to America when he's going. Good morning. And, and hey, like, fuck, hey, you. fuck you. It was like that. <laughs> People yes. shouting out of yes. windows. Fuck you too. <laughs> Nowadays. The hotel was horrible. Oh, was it was like the pillowcases and uh, the, the <laughs> sheets stained? Yeah, with... yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. Why the hell did she put you in a place where people come to fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I actually went to, uh, I was on a family trip really quick for talking about motels that are worse than the Bates Motel, ladies and gentlemen. At least the towels are fresh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, We couldn't find anywhere to sleep. Uh, Me and my family slept at rest stops, you know, because it was just too long of a journey. Uh, But we found one vacancy it was on top of a hill and it had a few rooms and we got this um we got the key and the payment we gave to a woman who didn't move too much she just and a swivel chair just that's all she ever did grab the key give it to you <laughs> and then we went to the room and of course the, the toilet was filthy and everything but <laughs> my mom went to go put her head on the pillow in her hand underneath it and she goes at least the <laughs> at, at least the uh, pillow is soft and she came up with big fucking cockroach on her on her fucking uh, oh. hand <laughs> underneath the uh, underneath oh. the pillow <laughs> and we lifted it up there was three that just scattered <laughs> <laughs> staying rent free yeah oh. and, uh, my dad was like yep i'm in the car <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going with this? Where are we? Oh, where, 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 things are better. The, line. the best thing, the thing is, uh, you know, that there's places that are not as good as the Bates Motel. Uh, yeah, my worst line is the, you know, he was turning into an adult motel. Uh, okay. 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 So, best kill. This is hard. I mean, we mm. got we got some funny choices. We got some real like ooh, and then we got holy shit moments in this. Yeah. There's more kills in this than the original. Yes. And there, there isn't really a bad one. No. I think that, you know, initially I was kind of like, the best, yeah, I was, I was, I, I struggled with the best because I wrote a best kill down pretty quickly. Yeah. And then as it went along more, and I'd forgotten about the kills in this film, as, as it went on, um, I, I, you know, I changed my mind in that. I mean, the best kill is Mrs. Spool because that's just, the trigger point for Norman being back, I guess, isn't it? 
Um, but the kids in the basement is a nice a nice little moment, especially the, the score's really good, um, and the and the hand coming past the the door frame with the knife mm-hmm. in it. That's a really nice shot. Um, but the but <laughs> Lila Loomis, oh, with the knife through her mouth is kind of phallic, isn't it? A little bit. I no, I didn't see it as phallic. I just saw it as a good prosthetic. That's oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be phallic if you think about it. <laughs> uh, um, it. Just that shot was was great and 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 shocking that they decided to because again we were in the era of the slasher and there was a lot of competition around then, so they had to kind of up their game on the original Psycho and make the kills kind of worthwhile without going too far. And that short, sharp shock of the knife in the face is is fantastic. It's just like you dared to do that to a uh, uh, to a Hollywood legend, you know. <laughs> How first of all, Darren, let's let's set up here. If the people hadn't uh, doesn't know anything about this movie, they're trying to jo- um, drive Norman back to being a, being a nut and mm. get him back locked up, get him yeah, yeah. locked up again, but. And the way they do that is they pretend to be Norman's mother by dressing up like her. How, other than Mary, how the hell is that wig going to go on Vera's wig? Vera <laughs> has a big ton of fake hair. Big hair, yeah. And how is that little bit of mom's hair going to fit over that? <laughs> is it just going to be on top? What is, you know. Like a David Crockett like raccoon that. hat. It cheated. It's fine. You know, yeah. it works. <laughs> <laughs> but I do agree with you. I mean, that, that's my best kill is that I don't know how they agree for her to do that. I mean, that's a prosthetic, mm. but they, they had to get her. you think they had her casted? They must have done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because she wasn't going to be in that coal bin, was she? <laughs> what, in, behind all the lumps of coal in yeah. the background? Great that shot that head. is, too. Oh, it is. That's boy. creepy as a kind of falls away and everything. Yeah, it's really creepy. But but can you imagine uh, saying to Vera Miles, like, you know, we're going to need to get your head in a cast, we need to create a fake head, or did they just use the one from the microwave massacre or something like that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they used Anthony Perkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, but they did they uh they they did a great job with that. But let's I mean, let's talk about all the deaths cuz all of them are good. Except for oh. one. So one's pretty boring. But other than that, like you said, Mrs. Spool getting hit with the shovel. I was That's watching fantastic. the uh, the Rift Tracks version. Rift Tracks is, for any of those people who don't know, these are uh, three commentators who make fun of movies. They do voiceovers. And that part comes on where she gets whacked in the head. They all crack up. Hmm. They just all crack up. And there is a guy on YouTube who did it on repeat for about we'll 20 minutes. Just ding, <laughs> ding. It's such ding. a clever shot, though. I mean, it's like, you it's one take. When yeah. she first gets clobbered on the back of the head, is that really the actress that takes the first blow? I don't know. It'd be it great. It looks like it. I know she's starting to kind of pass out because he's drugged her, yeah. but it it looks like it's her. Her hair got bigger with that hit too. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and it's the you know, there's a couple of moments in this film. There's um 
that, that, that are quite disturbing like that. It's when she's on the floor, sort of shaking. Do you know mm. what I mean? From the the the, the impact of it. Uh, I mean, it kills her instantly. I I assume, but the body's still having some sort of reaction to it. Um, but a great moment and unexpected as well out of nowhere you know you're thinking to yourself is he gonna is he gonna drug her and take her upstairs or something and place her in the window or in the rocking chair or in the fruit cellar or is this revenge for making him stay with exactly what he thinks was his mom yeah Um, yeah i mean it's it's yeah it's really weird and we still get that on when they're when they're when he's taking her up the stairs we get that shot that they had in the first one. Yeah. The above the steps. Above the landing, yep. Just right down on top as he's carrying her up and walking into the bedroom. Great stuff. Yeah. Really cool. Really, awesome. really respects the original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, your worst kill. Toomey? Okay. It's kind of just... I mean, there's no really a bad kill in this film. It's just kind of over and done with, isn't it? And it's kind of a... There's two film. There's two kills in this that are sort of a tribute to uh, Martin Balsam in um, uh, in the original Psycho yeah. and the Toomey's one of them when he gets his face slit and the other one is is um, uh, Dr. Raymond the way that he dies falling over the balcony and then slowly the, you know he lands on that the, the banister and the knife goes in even further <laughs> moment nasty moment and that's kind of a little nod to to martin balsam as well i think mm-hmm. who died on the same staircase um but yeah there's some damn good stuff in this film how about mary for me mary oh, getting shot yeah she does this little turn yeah, this little... <laughs> just this little pirouette out the yeah window, and she the used frame. to be a ballerina growing up so, oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go, then. That's that's yeah. what it all comes from. <laughs> the, the, the little, you know, the... Whatever she does. That is. She just does a spin-off camera, Whee! doesn't she? Like... Yeah. And the wig <laughs> falls off. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I picked Mary, but we're nitpicking here, because we had to, and it was just... Oh, of course. Yeah. There's really nothing, ladies and gentlemen. There's really no bad kills. Um, but there are a lot of good moments, but we have to talk at least about one. So what is our best moment? At first, I was going to say uh, Mrs. Spool um, was the, was was the best moment in this film, but not not just the that shot of the getting clonked over the head. I mean that whole scene there. That's a new that cutout. Should I get that? that? Well, Mrs. Spool getting hit. Anthony <laughs> yeah. the, Perkins is not there. She's just sitting in a chair next to me. You just see this shovel right behind her. Um. I think the, the the best moment for me in this film is the final shot. And it's when we have Norman back. Mm. The real Norman Bates back, not not this kind of um, re- recovered uh, ex, um, you know, I- inmate or whatever. Um, the moment where he's kind of back in business, he's just whacked Mrs. Spool over the head. He walks outside the house and he stands at the side of the house and looks up at the window. And that shot, I think, is incredible of Anthony Perkins stood outside the house looking up at the mother in silhouette. Um, and the, the clouds are kind of going in the background. Dean Cundy's blue lighting, you know, that he's so used to doing in, in, in Halloween and things. It, it, it just looks fantastic. And it looks amazing on the poster. But to see it on film like that, 
as the final shot of the movie, I just thought was terrific. Really, storm really storm Yeah, yeah, that's it. And it's like, it, 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 such a bleak ending again. Do you know what I mean? It, the whole thing is such a downer. But, ri- but still, it's almost like done in such a way that you're rooting for him still. Do you know what I mean? You're glad he's back, um, which is kind of strange. But I, I just love it. I just, I just think that final shot is terrific. I agree with you. Um, it's not my best moment, but yeah, uh, I know you adore that shot, especially the way it's mm. tilted too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you said it, his presence, um, either you can't see him clear enough, you could tell it's him because he has such broad shoulders. Yeah, has huge shoulders. Um, but still, he's got a very statuesque posture. And um, and in silhouette, looks incredible. He really does. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's athletic looking. Like mm. he'd be, you, think, you think Anthony Perkins would be a great soccer player based on his build when he was younger? <laughs> he's just, because uh, all soccer players, they're not really muscular. They're not like football players or they're baseball gangly. players. Yeah, they're just straight, <laughs> flat. You know, that's why they're always taking off their shirts. Yeah, uh, because yeah. they're pre Madonnas, most of them. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he's a a, a great a great um, posture, um, broad shoulders. Even when he walks, he he doesn't walk like a, like John Wayne. You know, he's not like he glides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the one thing, um, excuse me, the one thing about Anthony Perkins is what we said in the beginning. You can't take your eyes off of him. It's a shame that we lost him. Um, mm. You know, through what was going on during the eighties, uh, but. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, in interviews, he hated talking about Psycho, and he hated when people weren't ready for an interview. He would yeah, just like yeah. look and just be like, I'm sitting here for this. Um, yeah, but uh, my best moment is that part that you hate, is where Norman and Mary are holed up in his old bedroom, and he's holding the knife over her, trying to think about protecting her and or to, to plunge the knife in her. Uh, but seeing her naked or her body double, he changed his mind. Uh, <laughs> one, of, one of my first scenes of seeing somebody naked as well the female body was that as well um, but the part where he says I'm losing it you know and I and she says no you're not he turns and his eyes get really big with that knife and says don't lie yeah. to me not you I'm becoming confused again aren't I of course not don't lie to me that's yeah, the first time I ever yeah. thought we saw Norman Bates really angry, mm-hmm. like really well, angry. Like you said before, and they were constantly poking the bear, weren't they? They were constantly bringing it out of him again. And um, it almost comes out. It almost comes out towards the end. And then eventually, you know, it, it with, with the authorities finding out and bursting in and, and it, they kind of save Norman. But the, Mrs. Spool moment just tips him over the edge, and that's it. He's he's back in business. And then you get to the part where he's hugging Mary. So he he's there's no love connection there. Um, do you think that he needed Mary just as a friend? Because he could have gotten yeah. a guy or something like that. Or do you think is he was always never supposed to be hanging around with filthy girls? Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't necessarily think that Norman is... He's probably asexual, right? Um, I don't necessarily think he, he fancied uh, Mary or anything like that. Anybody. I think, I think he enjoyed the company and the chance to be able to prove that he's beaten this 
this problem that he's got. Um, but obviously, it doesn't go to to plan. No, and he's uh, that one part about the toasted cheese sandwiches. I know. Uh, he said that that's the only thing he remembers about his mother because the institution take took every memory away. Hmm. That's sad. That was very yeah, sad. Yeah. And when he was yeah. sick, that and plus that when he was sick, that was the only time his mother was ever nice to him was bringing those toasted cheese sandwiches. Yeah, but ladies and gentlemen, that's our best or worst of Psycho Two. If you haven't seen Psycho Two, it's a great movie, a great companion to uh, to uh, the original. Part three is not too bad. Part four, eh, some people like part four. It was a part TV four, movie. I need to yeah, part four I need to watch because I was listening I love listening to the great Mick Garris uh and his podcast. Um and he had recently did a podcast. He had a Critters Two reunion, it was great, he had all the cast back there and being interviewed and everything. Um and he talked briefly as well recently about directing Anthony Perkins in um in Psycho Four. And Anthony Perkins wanted to direct it, but the studio refused. Um, because he directed Psycho 3 and it obviously wasn't as good as the other two. Um, so they they brought Mick Garris in to direct it. And so uh, Mick Garris, I think he felt Anthony Hopkins all the way through that production. I think it was pretty tough for him. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen it. I've got to admit, I haven't seen Psycho 4, the beginning. But I do want to. I do want to. Because uh, some people do like it, don't they? Yeah, you also have Henry Thomas in it. Hmm. Yeah. You know, as yeah. a young uh, Norman Bates. Um, getting back to Psycho 2, one of those movies I could probably watch all the time. And I still say, after all these years, next to Halloween 4, the best, one of the best comebacks for a slasher of all time. What? Uh, Darren, what else we got coming up? We have a couple of shout outs to do, actually. Ooh, we let's... have um, a new Patreon, a new advanced tier Patreon in the form of Corey Narenz. Cool. Um, who joined us last night. So I want to say hi and thank you to Corey. Good to have you with us. Um, and then also on the YouTube side of things, we've had a few people rejoin. Um, Chopper, G. Lee, and Mikey Films have all rejoined this month. Cool. So Welcome that's, back, that's guys. That's great news. Good to see you. Good to yep. see you. That's about all we have for you. As you, as you may have noticed, we did our first Hall uh, Road to Halloween 45 video the other day which uh, we've launched we're going to try and do these as, as as much as possible as and when announcements are made uh talk about our expectations for the con and the fact that you know both of us are going to meet up for the first time so you'll find that uh in the link down below or the link up there right now up there there somewhere here at the at, at the link up there right now um and also i just wanted to shout out um the forgotten horror channel i did an episode with them last week um on vhs memories on video stores video nasties horror videos in the 80s i speak i spoke with davy dark um and stood in for ant as ant was away uh, on their channel and had a really good time chatting through um, 1980s video store memories and the type of movies that we couldn't see at the time uh, because you would go to prison if you watched them or owned them. So so that was a lot of fun. Uh, and I advise you to check that out in the link down below. I, uh, I've i listened to it on my way to work now and then. Uh, I'm still going through <laughs> what do you it. mean now and then? <laughs> well... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, because I'm, I'm, it's 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 an hour and a half long. It's pretty good. Hmm. It's long, and my drive is only about a half hour. So while I'm not checking out sports on the way back and who won, you know, my regional sports uh, <laughs> contest, you know, on the way in, I'm listening to to that episode. And Darren, uh, since we started this uh, and our friendship, uh, I've learned to how to decipher what you guys are talking about now. <laughs> oh, with well, the accent's a bit heavy. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I, I'm almost like that guy who can understand Donald Duck clearer than even Donald <laughs> Duck can understand himself. And uh, they're just like, oh, what is he saying? I said, well, you know, he's saying the video story, you know, his, his uncle, you know, and everything. And, and, and then Darren's dad, you know, anything that was lifted off the uh, truck, you know, was kind of watched the same day, you know, everything like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like I, 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 I could close my eyes and say, "Yeah, I know what they're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. it was yeah, good. it's great because, because uh, as you guys were bringing up these memories, you guys were getting giddy. You know, you're you're you're, you're like, "Oh, look at it!" You know, I got the VHS and everything. It's like, <laughs> I got it right here. Yeah. You know, the original Halloween from media is right here. You know? <laughs> It's fun. It's great. And Davey has a house full of videos that would have got you sent down 20, 20, 30 years ago. Or was it 30 years ago? 40 years ago. Oh, he now. would have oh, had Jesus a blindfold Christ. and a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> he got raided twice by the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Shit cops as well, because none of them looked in his attic. They were all up there. <laughs> if that was MI6, it would have been the same way, right? They don't really want to work too yeah. much. Yeah. It, if it was us, then the FBI or the CIA, they would have planted shit anyway and say, yep, here it is. <laughs> we found a load of uh, smack, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at this. It's a whole big Ziploc bag, and they flip it out like this. And then and it, he'd be like, it ain't mine. Shut up. <laughs> That's what would have happened. He'd be like, you fuckers. What? <laughs> um yeah, so uh, we're going to count down, like Dave, like, Dave uh, like Darren said, we're going to count down to, you know, the road to 45 because, guys, as Sean said, this is the big one. This is going to mm-hmm. be the big one. They're dropping like flies. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get into that. Yeah. As, as cool. more news comes out. All right. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, Darren, uh, any final uh, remarks? Good. All right. As always, stick to the roads. And the best of luck. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Stop licking your ass. Fuck it. Whatever. It's the dog.